0: Good morning, Planet Earth. Good morning to all the scrumbulac gangs hanging out in the inner cities. Good morning to the hunkin' troops and the witch maidens. Good morning to the sewer kings, to the emperors of the garbage dump. Good morning... It is July the twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Good morning in the age of Boblimtock. of Bo Dock, Among the clown folk, Bo Dock is like Ragnarok. Bo Dock is the eschatology of the clown people. It is the forbidden truth, the ancient truth, not to be revealed to the unwashed masses. Only carny folk, only grumbling freaks, only the freak show scrimblies who hang out by the dunkus heap are supposed to know about Bull Blimp Doc And it's coming, baby. Of Blimpdock, a great French bulldog will rise up from the great Salton Desert Sea. In the age of Blimpdock, a great French bulldog weighing 3,000 tons, being roughly the size. being roughly the size of something that weighs 3,000 tons. Yes, in the age of Boblimtok, seven horn maidens will blow your horn, and then you'll see what will come. blimp dock, the horn maidens will blow your horn. From the great staff will arise uh, hmm. From the great staff, after the blowing of the horn, shall arise the jam of pearl. And when the cream sauce reaches the sky, a great howling noise will be made by the wolves of us They will scream forth from the winter mountains. They will scream and howl and scream and howl and rip a hole in the sky. And from that hole will come a comet and that comet will hit the great Salton Lake. And from that impact the hole will be open from that cometary meteoritic atmospheric trans scientific impact a giant crack in the earth will open up beneath the great salt lake Yes, indeed, during the time of Boblimtok, the maidens will bring forth that giant French bulldog that will crawl forth from the crack in the salt lake. All the water will drain. The salt lake will empty. To reveal Kekian frogmen, Kekian frog armies that will join that slimy French bulldog in the battles to come. They will rise up. They will rise up they'll go to Provo, they'll swallow your king. They will rise up. They will go to your Walmart. They will buy all the toilet paper. You won't have any. This will be quite sad. You will be out of toilet paper. No, it'll be worse than that. During the time of Bo Blimpdoc, During the time of Bo Blimptok That French bulldog And his Keckian armies We're assuming it's a he It could be a a B-I-T-C-H Instead of a dick It could even be a he-she But that's racist so who knows what it is, it's a French bulldog, it's coming for payback. Yes, the great French bulldog named Blimpdoc rises up from the crack in the salt sea. The great sea empties into the earth. The earth shakes. And then after Provo. After Provo, Utah. After attacking Provo, the French Bulldog, named Boblimpdoc will turn towards, you know... Salt Lake, City, Salt, Lake City, Salt 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 Lake City. In the time of Bo Blimpdock known by the Carney folk and the clown folk and Yorbis the Great, Those who understood the nature of reality. Those who understood where the gumpus grease goes to. Those who understood that Bigfoot is an alien. Those that understood that there's a giant hole outside of Ellensburg, Washington. Those who would listen to Art Bell those who would stay up night and listen, they know there are cracks in the earth. They know there are places where the dead walk. They know there are places where demons commune with men and women. Yeah, we won't spend any more time on the mythology of the clown folk. Some of my listeners have asked me, "Dan, what does Bo Blimp what does Bo Blimp what does Bo Blimp talk mean?" And it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But while drinking too many beers and dehydrated during a, you know, diabetic stroke episode, I had a vision After having eaten seven Snickers bars and three Cokes and eight six-packs, I saw something. Yeah, my chest was hurting. My chest was in pain. topic first topic Um, so you may or may not know but if you are a shortwave radio listener which means you just got a shortwave receiver or you have a shortwave transceiver which means it's a transmitter receiver which means you can send out signals into the darkness of night summoning forth angels filled with fury you can transmit you can transmit you can send messages you can send messages with your receiver transmitter or transceiver um my friend and I, who, who helps me out with the, the show now, he helps me out by putting in some money to put it on the radio. And if you're listening on shortwave radio, could be Saturday night, could be Sunday night. Probably it's 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 3 a.m. UTC, according to jolly old England. Greenwich Mean Time for the Queen. Whatever. If you're listening on shortwave radio, this is 5950 kilohertz WRMI out of Miami, Okeechobee. From that swamp, Boblimtop could arise. If Salt Lake City don't work out and the comet misses its mark, it could hit Okeechobee. It could put a crack right there. Things will look different when Florida man rises up. The comet could hit there. Bo Blimpdock could start there. Florida man, you're coming forth. You shall lose your world, but inherit the earth. Florida will be destroyed, but all the world will become Florida. Yeah, so if you have a shortwave receiver or a shortwave receiver transmitter, tune in to 7235 kilohertz. That's 7235 kilohertz. And if you're listening on shortwave, the notes for this podcast broadcast can be found by going to Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie.org slash show notes. Go to DFGTC.org slash show notes. Pick the right date for the right show. Sometimes we do reruns. I'm really sorry about that. It's kind of like watching the same Leave It the Beaver episode. Yeah, but if you're listening on the shortwave and you can go to the show notes, the notes on this network we're setting up, the Agris Emergency Network. A voluntary mutual emergency support network starting out Saturday, Sunday night, uh, midnight till 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 to 5 a.m. UTC, on or about 7235 kilohertz. So try to hear us out there. Call sign Dr. Freckles 7235. Stay alive. Seven two three five, stay alive. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I've been talking about it off and on, but once again, this is a mutual support network. It's for people to test the radios. It's for licensed and unlicensed users who want to test their transmitter receivers, their transceivers, their shortwave transceivers for emergency situations. And for those purposes, for testing your radio for an emergency situation, you do not need... um, a HAM license, that's my understanding. So this is for licensed and unlicensed. This is a test of an emergency network. We want people to call in. We want you to check in. If you go to dfgtc.org slash AEN, agorist emergency network, that's delta, foxtrot, golf, tango, charlie.org slash alpha, echo, November. If you, do the ph- if you do the phonetics, if you do the phonetics, Anyways, if you go to dfgtc.org slash AEN, you can get all the information, including the contact log. If you check out your call sign and it looks mangled, email me, email me, M-E, at IamSully.com. Email Dan, tell me I'm a freak, I will fix your call sign. fix it just for you. Anywho, we're trying to get the call signs right and location information as it's provided. The purpose of the log and the purpose of the network is, is the following and it's not very complicated. It follows the same purpose of, you know, the the Cajun Navy, the ordinary neighbors who would get into their boats and help out their neighbors during a flood. And if we find ourselves in a situation where systems break down, if we find ourselves in a situation where the cell phone networks don't work, and it might not be forever, okay, the internet might not be gone forever, but it could happen for a while. If we find ourselves in that situation, people will want to know, is my brother alive? Is my sister alive? Where can we find food? And so the purpose of this is not for us to create some radio empire. That would be crazy. The purpose is to get other people out there voluntarily establishing emergency networks. We've established one. Saturday, Sunday night check in. Saturday, Sunday night check in. Midnight to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. UTC. 7235. Seven two three five Stay alive. Next topic. So, I was communicating with somebody on the internet, as people do, as long as they can. I was talking to a Scrumbo freak on the internet, and exchanging information utilizing technologies developed by weird spiritual gerbils. And this particular person told me something that made me a little sad, but not too sad. But a little sad. And it's not uncommon. A lot of people right now, including yours truly, wake up each morning. And this, and I don't, it doesn't really matter. This issue is indifferent to whether or not you have faith. You could be an atheist, you could be a Buddhist, you could be a Muslim, you could be a Christian like me. We're talking about the ice cream cone. We're talking about the book of Ecclesiastes. We're talking about the meaning of life on earth. Because that's what the meaning of life implies. It's not the afterlife. It's not forever life. That's a whole nother story. But here on earth, you're born. You're given an ice cream cone. It starts to melt. You learn things that make you bitter. You lick your, you lick your cone. You lick your cone, and then after twenty fifty years. 20 or 30 or 50 years you look into the mirror and you see the ice cream cone is getting a beer belly you see that there are bumps on the ice cream cone but you don't have the money to see a doctor so you're going to use some type of welding torch you see that your hair is falling out there are things that are appearing you wish weren't there there are things that are going away you wish would stay but it's your ice cream cone and it melts It's your ice cream cone, and sometimes ants and flies will land on it if you're not careful. It's your ice cream cone, and everybody wants it, and some people will try to steal it. And you're going to meet people so mean, so evil in this life, that they would just assume, take your ice cream cone, your life, your mortal life, and just toss it on the ground. There are young people in this country that will drag a person from their car and beat them to death for whatever reason I wouldn't even want to conceive. That is the world we live in. Don't even imagine you'll understand why angry people go around busting ice cream cones, probably because they're unhappy about their own. So why not bust somebody else's? A lot of people wake up in the morning right now, just like me, just like a lot of you, and you ask the question, why do I stick around? If I'm surrounded by crazy people who are begging to have poison driven into their veins or are too cowardly to stand up or are too delusional to wake up and realize that they're being conned, you wake up in the morning, you see the madness You wake up in the morning, you see the sky riding, and I won't say more. You can figure out what that means. You wake up in the morning, and you count the reasons why you should stick around. And I do, I keep a list. Good advice to those of you who suffer from depression. You wake up in the morning and you look at the ice cream cone and it looks kind of crappy and you look at your neighbors and they're taking their own ice cream cones and driving them into the dirt. They're taking their own ice cream cones and when I say ice cream cone, equal sign, book of Ecclesiastes, equal sign, your mortal life on earth. Okay, that's what I mean. Your life here on earth, your ice cream cone. You only get one. You see your neighbors taking their ice cream cone, their chocolate, beautiful, wonderful, amazing chunk of life given to us by our Lord in heaven, and you see them rubbing that thing into the ground. You see them treating it as if it means nothing. You see them asking to be slaves so they don't have to make decisions, so they can deny the greatest gift that God gave you, a mind. You see your neighbors doing terribly stupid things to each other, victimizing each other. You see a world turned upside down and you wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, I cannot go on. And this is going to be an absurd rant because I'm going to somehow convince you in the most ridiculous way possible that you should try. You should. Number one... It's highly unlikely that if you start keeping a list that keeps, you know, keep a list, keep a list, keep a list on your computer, right? Keep a list on a piece of paper of things that make you happy. And when you encounter one that makes you sad, or excuse me, when you encounter one that no longer makes you happy, more appropriately, cross it off your list. If you start out with 10, maybe things get bad, you get down to 7. And then maybe in a couple weeks, you're down to two. And when you get down to one thing every day that makes you happy, this is your warning sign. This is when you need to do like they used to do on the TV, phone a friend. I don't want to oversimplify, and I will tell you straight up, phone a friend does not mean social media. That is poison. If you want to destroy yourself, you will connect yourself to social media and you will seek your help there. That is poison. All right? Whatever you do with it, maybe you use social media to post links. I do that. Fine. Use them if they use you, but don't pretend that's what I'm talking about. If you get down to one thing on your list that makes you happy, You need to call somebody, you need to email somebody. If you don't have a friend, and I know that may sound like I'm trivializing, but if you have no friends in the world, take a risk. One of the craziest things you might encounter in this existence with your ice cream cone is that there are people just like you, and it is quite possible that the institutions of this world do everything they can to drive us apart which means that you have to break through. You have to have the courage to knock on your neighbor's door. You have to have the courage to take a risk with a stranger. If some crazy person drives to Seattle to take you someplace else, and up until that point you've been planning to kill yourself, you have to, at that moment, take the risk that maybe, if you hang on one more day, one more week, one more month, maybe... There's something else. And I know that that sounds naive, and I know that sounds silly. And I know there are people who would say, Dan, that's ridiculous. Give it another week, and you'll be telling us to just give in or something. But I've never really done that, have I? I tell you the way I see the world, and sometimes it looks pretty dark. But one of the things I also like to talk about with my friends, especially during my interviews, are the things that make it wonderful. Yes, it's dark sometimes, and I was born to see the darkness. I have learned to accept that as an adult. Believe me, learn to accept who you are when you become an adult, whenever that is. Could be 12, could be 20, could be 50. But when you accept the fact that you're an adult, accept who you are. If lots of people spout change, nonsense, you could be somebody else, what they want to do is torture you. Accept who you are and stop torturing yourself. That doesn't mean you should do stupid things, and it also doesn't mean you should harm people. But I think one of the ways we avoid harming people and harming ourselves is accepting who we are. Don't give up. This is a strange age filled with pain and dismay and madness and trauma. This is an age of darkness and clouds. This is an age of rock and roll thunderstorms. If you listen closely enough, you can hear Norwegian death metal in the distance. This is an age where all the evils that could exist exist that you can imagine. And you look at the world and you say to yourself, what what can I do? I want to give up. And I cannot judge you. We are being treated like slaves. Our neighbors want to be tied up as slaves. So what do you do? But if you go away, buddy, if you take your trip out, I'm not going to judge you. I've thought about it. But if you decide to take the exit, and I hope you don't, You might miss something. It might be crazy. away, you may miss some stuff. What if in the time to come, in the age that's upon us, what if after day zero, after the struggles and the travails, after figuring out how to get your water and your food and your shelter, after working out trade arrangements with your neighbors, what if in the time to come What if you're going to be known as Lord Jums? The first king of the Strog hoarders. The first king of the Strog hoarders. The first king of the Strog hoarders. What if that's what you're going to become? What if in that time as the first king of the Strog hoarders, you have 6 comely, beautiful, busty wives? Beautiful wives who love you roughly between the ages of twenty and forty. And they all seek to give you children, and they say we long after your male power juice. If you go, you're gonna miss that. One day you might fight the wizard of Rimulac. You might battle his dragons and his sworgen dogs You might battle his armies of gumpto freaks One day you fight the wizard You steal his golden staff In the brogan time In the brogan time When sexy Busty women warriors sexy busty women warriors when sexy and busty women warriors strap with nine millimeter gatling gauntlet cannons on their hands when Jorgen freaks wander the desert and Olga the waif Olga the waif Olga the waif goddess Breed skunk whores by the trailer park. You might be king. In that time you might be king. And if you do become king, king of your realm, if you become the high lord of whatever trailer park or sector or various region of the urban decay, if you become the overlord of the outland post day zero, will you become a king that will be kind and gentle? Will you be good to your people? Will you remember what was done to you? If you become Lord Jims, if after 20 years of being in power you have wealth and respect and love, will you write your own memoirs of truth? Will you remind your people life is a mess? And will your book be called, You Only Get One Ice Cream Cone? So make the best of it. (laughs) And before we leave this topic, and sorry for getting a bit emotional there, but before we transcend to the next subject, I want to mention something. If you've studied your military history, specifically the history of the Civil War, one thing you may or may not know is that Ulysses S. Grant, future general of the Army's future president... U.S. Grant was basically working for his dad as a clerk at a tannery, a place where they made leather goods. So to translate, Ulysses S. Grant was working at Walmart before the Civil War. Think about that. I know, I know, I know. You say, well, Dan, the Civil War was terrible. It was. And brothers and sisters, great opportunity comes with change, but... I don't think the change that's coming is gonna be easy. I know people are telling you it's gonna be robots and grombo freaks and cyborg orgies, but what if it's not? What if there are gonna be no robot orgies? What if? You might have a really crappy job. I am lucky enough to be working on a project right now where I'm getting paid. And I consider myself to be quite lucky. And I'm thankful for it. But the reality is, very few people I know are doing what they expected to do. Very few people I know look at the world today and say, this looks normal. Very few people I love and know and call friends look at the world and say, it can be like this forever. It can't. That's the other hopeful thing I'm gonna tell you. And I believe this is true as, this, as, the, as I believe, as I know, there is a God in heaven. I can tell you this with that much certainty. What we're experiencing right now cannot last. It will not last. There is no way in which it can last. All the reset, Klaus Schwab, everybody's gonna live in a cube pod, everyone's gonna get protein slurry, that's crap. Okay, Maybe 500 people end up there in some version of the future. But pretty much in that world, they're just going to kill everybody. Humans may not believe they're free. I've been around some dogs recently. and, And these dogs were rescued. And before they were rescued, one in particular was abused. And when you're abused, you learn bad behaviors. Why? Because you want to survive. And this dog learned bad behaviors because it wanted to survive. Humans will do the same thing. But ultimately, if you knew this dog, you know there's a point at which the dog's going to look at you. And if you beat him, he will tear your face off. Because the dog has dignity. Even if you think you don't, and even if you don't want any, that beaten down, kicked around dog has more dignity than most of the people on planet Earth right now. It's not giving up. It sees a future. It sees a world where it could be in charge. It won't be Planet of the Apes, bro. It's going to be something more interesting. It's going to be Planet of the Dogs. With some mutation required, just like the box says, Next Topic. So the next topic is a quote from Dr. Freckles, and I believe it is quite appropriate. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. And before I get into this quote... If you're listening on shortwave radio, this is probably 5950 kilohertz. This is WRMI out of Miami, Okeechobee. And if you want the notes for this bod- broadcast, 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 if you need the notes for this show, just go to Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie.org slash show notes. That is DFGTC.org slash show notes. And you can get the notes for this show if you're listening on the radio. And you have internet. Though that would be absurd, wouldn't it, if you're in shortwave land in the middle of a camping site, deep in the woods. Maybe you're in Wyoming. Maybe you're deep in the mountains. Finding the lost tribes. But if you're listening on shortwave radio and you have internet access, just go to dfgtc.org slash show notes. And yeah, the notes are there if you pick the right date. Next topic is a quote from Dr. Freckles. Consciousness is a kill switch. Now, what does kill switch mean? Well, we all know what the word kill means. It's not a very good word. It's a bad word when you think about it. In computer science, if you ever work around the Unix operating system and write any C code, see you in the future. <laughs> Kill in the Unix operating system is a signal. And signals are things that processes can raise to the operating system as a kind of message or semaphore. And so when a program is sent kill or when it sends kill, there's a handler for it and the handler does something. So if you know about event-driven programming, in some ways, in fact in many fundamental ways, signals in um, the Unix system are a lot like events and there's one called kill. And yeah, you know, it's not great. But the point is, a kill switch is kind of like an automatic switch where... Basically, imagine you're walking down the street and you're 73 years old. You consumed your ice cream cone well. You lived a good, long, hard, beautiful, wonderful life. You had sex. You ate food. You did drugs. You squeezed every ounce of life out of your ice cream cone. But you're in your early 70s and your arteries are caked and your heart is mostly calcium now. A big calcium crystal ball. And it's only a second away from failing on you. And that's going to happen. Very soon. You walk down the street, you have a heart attack. Some would say that the damage you did became a kind of kill switch. At some point that hard life, good life, beautiful life you lived caught up with you and it created potential disasters in your body. Strokes, heart attacks, cancers, things that can happen. Cancer is kind of a kill switch. It's a terrible, destructive, ugly one, but it is one. And some could argue severe depression can feel like a kill switch, although I think we can escape that brothers and sisters. But consciousness is a kill switch, and that's kind of related to the depression thing. Here's what I mean. We have awareness of ourselves. We have awareness of who we are we think we do. We think we do. We have awareness that we're in the world and we can see the world. We will be aware that we exist and the world exists until we're dead. And yet, for knowing the world exists, we will never fully understand it. Not until we die, and if you believe what I believe, after your death in heaven, you will understand, but you don't now. You'll never fully understand it here on earth. You can't. It's a mystery. So you will know and see the world as a conscious being. You'll know it's there, and you will also know with certainty that there is zero chance you'll ever fully understand it. And you will look in the mirror and see yourself, and you'll say to yourself, Who are you? Who are you? Not only will you not fully understand the world, you will not fully understand your ice cream cone. You won't. To the very last day, the very last drop of ice cream, the very last little chunk of Grimbley from the cone, you will consume it all, and even at that moment, as you pass beyond, 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 go beyond the veil, you will never fully understand yourself. You might think you do, but you won't. That's the nature of it. Consciousness feels like a kill switch because there are so many potential phobias, and fears and paranoias built into the notion of consciousness. Once you are aware that you exist, you are aware you have an internal voice, and then you have to ask yourself, what am I saying to myself? That's kind of weird. Once you have consciousness, you look around the world and you see all kinds of freaks and animals and weirdos, and guess what? I think dogs have consciousness, so that explains their weird quizzical looks. Once you have consciousness, you will just have questions, and those questions will lead to fear, and those fears will do things. What if consciousness, and this is not original, because many people have proposed this, especially in evolutionary biology. But in the world of evolutionary biology, there have been many researchers who proposed the idea that consciousness itself is what destroys us. Consciousness is what gives us this perpetual lack of satisfaction. If the world is really finite, if there is no God, if ultimately everything is limited the way it is, then humans are constantly unsatisfied, ergo we will tear up the world in search of satisfaction and we will never find it. We will develop fears of things we should never have been afraid of. We will question the loyalty of people. We don't even know what's going on in their heads, but we'll posit thoughts that may or may not exist in their heads. And if it happens to be true, we'll think, okay, now I understand. Now I have my stereotype. What if consciousness is a thing that destroys a species? What if you get to a certain level and it's kind of guaranteed? You become aware of the freak show And in some ritualistic way, you spend about a thousand years as an intelligent species figuring out ways to screw and do drugs and blow things up and blow up each other until you destroy yourself. What if if consciousness is a mouth with teeth? What if consciousness is a mouth with teeth and it swallows us? So anywho, the quote from Dr. Freckles, consciousness is a kill switch. Not original, next topic. Next topic, Wizard of Oz. So this is kind of a good one to end on. Because it kind of goes to that whole thing, consciousness makes you paranoid. Consciousness makes you ask questions. Consciousness makes you wonder. Is that person staring at me? Have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Like the original? I don't mean the remakes or the disco remakes. I don't mean any other version. I mean the original, you know... Nineteen whatever, 40s, blah, 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 late 30s, 40s, that time period. Have you ever seen the original Wizard of Oz? You remember that dog Toto? How many Totos do you think they had? You think they had only one? I don't think so. Back then... Special effects, man. Back then... For special effects... Back then, for special effects... Back then, for special effects, they would use fishing line and fish hooks. They would use contraptions and they would use special bitter pills. They would tease and taunt and torture those dogs, those animals in the films to get them to behave. How many totos do you think they had? Totos, how many flippers, how many Benjis? Do you think they had, like, a bunch of Benjis? Oh, another Benji got caught in the wood chipper. Oh, that actor, Chevy Chase, he just fed Benji a roofie. He thought it would be cute and funny. Now Benji's dead. Long live Benji. Long live Benji, long live little Toto, long live Flipper, long live Flipper the Dolphin. How many Flippers did they have? Flipper, 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 Flipper. How many Flippers do you think they had? You think they just had one? Do you think they would tell you? If they went through a hundred Flippers, if they picked up the phone the 1960s Bo Blimp doc, color TV, family show, Flipper's a nice dolphin, we're gonna pick up the phone and call our friends in Japan. Do you have any extra dolphins? Hello, Japan. They say yes. And now you have another flipper being flown in just in time for the next show. This week, Flipper's gonna save us from the pirates This week, Flipper is going to defuse the bomb. This week, Flipper is going to fight the sword freaks. This week, Flipper is going to face off against chainsaws. This week, Benji joins Flipper. totos do you think they had? How many little dogs and cats do you think they run through? When they make those really cute films, even with the digital special effects, how many animals have heart attacks or get shocked by those little outfits? Do you think they care? Do you think there's a little cemetery in Hollywood for all the Benjis and all the flippers and all the totos out there? Do you think they end up in a nice little grave? Or do they end up in the taco meat at the craft stand (laughs) for the hand grips for the lower tier Hollywood hey we get taco meat it's fresh today Flipper died yesterday long live Flipper I think we're done for today as far as topics for this podcast broadcast. And just to reiterate, if you have a shortwave receiver transceiver and you're listening to the Planetary Status Report from WRMI 5950 out of Miami Okeechobee after this show from midnight until 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. UTC... AKA GMT according to the Queen, we will be conducting the Agorist Emergency Network on 7235 kHz. That is seven two three five kilohertz after the show. We do this Saturday and Sunday night, midnight to one AM Eastern Standard Time, four AM to five AM UTC. We do this because we want to We do this because we believe we do this because we want to, you know what I mean? If you're listening on shortwave radio and you like this broadcast, currently we are a self-funded show, we pay for our time, and we get some donations, but not a ton, money's tight. And here's the key point. Before I ask for money, I want you to understand something. If you've taken care of your food, your water, your shelter, if you've taken care of the people you love, if you've built up the resources you're going to need for potentially six months of some pretty crazy times, if you've taken care of the things you need to, and the things you want to, and a, and you still have a few bucks left over, then feel free to donate. If you go to our our landing page for the show notes, that's Delta Foxtrot Golf Tango Charlie dot org slash show notes, you will see a donation link for Doctor Freckles. That's my call sign, and if you're on the Agarist Emergency Network after the show, call for Doctor Freckles. That's me. And my partner in crime. And my partner in crime uses the call sign too sometimes. If you have the resources, please donate. It will help. I don't know how much longer this reality keeps functioning. I really don't. I don't know how many more flippers and Benjis and Totos they have in the Pez dispenser. At some point, they're going to run out. At some point, they're going to tell you, guess what? You're going to have to imagine Benji's there because Benji's gone and all the other Benji's are gone. We had 600 Benji's. (sighs) Now they're all gone. You ever wonder how many Totos they had? You ever wonder how many Flippers they went through? You ever wonder if maybe... There's some giant farm in Hollywood where they raise these animals. And everyone knows what's going to happen. Everyone knows that eventually the dogs and the cats, the dolphins, the pigeons, the parrots, the monkeys, the orangutans. Yeah, every, every which way but loose. everything ends up in the taco meat.